I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Series Regular, the Hollywood Reporter's deep dive podcast into genre television. I'm Josh Wiggler, your host here on Series Regular. And for the past several weeks, we were talking about one thing and one thing only, Game of Thrones. But now... My watch is ended. With Westeros in the rearview mirror, it's all eyes ahead on summer television. There are tons of new and returning shows for us to sink our teeth into in the weeks and months to come, like Stranger Things, returning for its third season on July 4th, or The Handmaid's Tale, which launched into its third season just this week on Hulu. In the weeks ahead, we'll hit on both of those shows and more, focusing on a wider net of stories than just the one dragon-heavy drama, at the risk of offending a certain dragon queen. I, Daenerys of House Targaryen. First of my name, breaker of chains and mother of dragons. Sentence you to die. Tracaris. If there's a TV series you want to hear more about on series regular, Now's the time to tell me. Raise the alarm. Email us at seriesregular at thr.com with any and all suggestions and questions for us to consider when discussing those shows as well. This is my show, but it's your show too. So write in and let's talk TV together. For this week, we're not just talking about TV, but comic books as well. There are a few shows based on comics on the immediate horizon, in fact, including the final season premieres of both Jessica Jones on Netflix and Legion on FX later this month. The end of an era as Marvel cuts forward on a new path with its Disney Plus offerings in the not-too-distant future. But we're not talking about Marvel today. We're not talking about DC Universe either, though I am very eager to get the chance to check out Swamp Thing, if only to hear how the theme song measures up against the animated series from Once Upon a Time. Instead of that, I'm sure amazing show, we're talking about another television franchise based on a comic book series, and one with a very recognizable theme song of its own. The Walking Dead, in case you didn't recognize the score, but you probably did. Season 9 of the AMC drama based on Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adler's Skybound comic book series ended a couple of months ago, but the zombie apocalypse is front of mind this week for two reasons, one of which is the comic book themselves and a huge event that occurred in the pages of Kirkman and Adler's The Walking Dead number 192, released this past week. We'll get into that in a bit, 
But because the content of the issue and therefore the discussion is firmly in spoiler territory, let's first dig into a corner of the Walking Dead universe that is decidedly less sensitive, albeit a corner that also comes with its very own earwormy theme song. That's Fear of the Walking Dead, in case you don't recognize the score. And maybe you don't, even though the Walking Dead companion series has been on the air for four years and 54 episodes now. The 54th episode aired this past week in the form of Here to Help, the season five Fear premiere, directed by Michael Satrazimus and written by showrunners Ian Goldberg and Andrew Chambliss. Goldberg and Chambliss took the showrunner reins from creator Dave Erickson back in season four, delivering a massive makeover in which only one character from the original pilot was still standing at the end. Alicia Debnam carries Alicia, first of her name and last of the Clarks. The series parted ways with original stars Kim Dickens and Frank Delane, held on to some of the friends made along the way like Denai Garcia as Luciana and Coleman Domingo as Victor Strand, and paved the way for a slew of newcomers, including Garrett Dillahunt as gunslinger John Dory, Jenna Elfman as medical professional and John's romantic partner June, a.k.a. Laura, a.k.a. Naomi, a.k.a. Not Offred, Maggie Grace as post-apocalypse beat reporter Althea, Mo Collins and Daryl Mitchell as hard-trucking, trash-talking siblings Sarah and Wendell, as well as one person who has been with The Walking Dead since the very beginning. You answer me, damn you. What's your wound? You tell me, or I will kill you. Lenny James as Morgan Jones, who is a whole lot friendlier now than he was in his first appearance back in the original Walking Dead pilot, not to mention the countless bodies he dropped along the way since then, zombie and otherwise. Season 4 of Fear of the Walking Dead ended with the unlikely crew of Morgan, Alicia, Strand, Luciana, John, June, Al, Wendell, and Sarah teaming together to take over an abandoned denim factory and start a new life focused on realizing genes. I'm sorry, I read that wrong. That's realizing dreams, although they are based out of a denim factory. The big dream, of course, involves finding and saving strangers, making up for past sins in their post-apocalyptic life. They're here to help. In other words, a mantra that gives the season five premiere its title, albeit one that comes with some unintended irony based on the very first scene in which two young boys named Max and Dylan try to shoot and kill a walker only to receive help in high flying and highly unintentional fashion. Max, I got it. It's, it's jammed. Max. No. Max. In case you can't tell what the heck just happened, here's Maggie Grace as Al with the update. Strand, if you can hear this, we made it over the mountains, but we crashed the plane. I crashed the plane. The season premiere, which begins months after the season four finale, begins with Morgan, Alicia, Al, John, June, and Luciana flying an airplane to relatively nearby parts unknown, separated from the rest of the Jeans team after a plane crash. 
The rest of the hour sees them learning how to navigate their new surroundings, trying and failing to convince siblings Max and Dylan and their sister Annie to accept their help, while also learning that Max Headroom himself, actor Matt Frewer, playing a new antagonist named Logan, who's one of the Denim Factory's original owners, has reclaimed the place in their absence. Please, don't do this. Already did, sweetheart. Hey, sweetheart, you know I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna hey. kill you myself! Hey, you're killing me over taking back a place where I am the legal owner of the deed? B, it seems to me you already have a more pressing quandary. And C, that attitude is exactly why I just wanted to move you people along and not get into any kind of standoff or firefighter, any of that horse shit. I don't, I don't want to see you people dead. I just want what's mine. I've been watching you, listening. You're trying to help other people. Now? Looks like you're going to have to help yourselves. Honestly, he sounds like a fairly reasonable guy. But if it all sounds a bit empty, that's because, well, honestly, it's a little bit empty. Not as disastrous as the plane crash that opens the episode. Here to Help doesn't quite help the case for why Fear the Walking Dead exists. The show is called Fear the Walking Dead, and yet its new tone is all about hope, with true scares and horrors pretty rare on the show these days. Not that hope's a bad thing, hope's great. It's just a bit of an odd focus for a show titled Fear, and all the more strange when it's focusing on characters who, in the months that have taken place since the season 4 finale within the story's own universe, haven't really succeeded at all on their new mission to help people. The characters themselves are intentionally aimless, and the show is unintentionally stuck in the same existential crash site. All that said, Fear the Walking Dead has its eye on connecting to the original Walking Dead in a few ways this season. Even though the two stories are once again separated both in distance and in time, with fear now taking place roughly seven or so years before the current timeline featured on the flagship, there's a new connective character joining the cast of fear, someone who hails from the comic books and someone we haven't seen since season eight of the flagship Walking Dead. I know I'm here. I know what I did to Denise, to you. To other people. It doesn't matter why. I knew I'd have to face it. To pay. And I should. I'm ready. That's Dwight, played by Austin Emilio, former lieutenant to Negan and the Saviors, last seen at the end of All Out War, banished into exile by Daryl Dixon. As you can hear, the last time we were with Dwight, he was in a place of contrition over his own history of violence, ready to answer for it with his life. Instead, he'll get to answer for it by joining forces with a group of like-minded folks on fear, all of whom are equally eager to atone for their sins. There was no sign of Dwight in the fear premiere, but expect the former Walking Dead star to show up in short order. There's another way in which the fear premiere connected to the flagship Walking Dead. Rick Grimes. No, Andrew Lincoln's iconic lawman was nowhere to be found this week in the Texas-based spinoff, but his presence loomed large all the same. The final scene of Here to Help features Althea returning to the place where her plane crashed, so she can investigate some seriously strange-looking zombies covered head-to-toe in armor. 
Al rifles through the apparent soldier's belongings and stumbles upon a map, which features a curious symbol, three interlocked circles. It's a symbol we've seen once before, as recently as The Walking Dead Season 9, Episode 5, a.k.a. the final appearance of this guy. I found him. That very loud noise you hear is Rick Grimes blowing up a bridge, and presumably blowing up himself in the process as far as his loved ones are concerned. But we know better. We know that Andrew Lincoln parted ways with the flagship Walking Dead series, but not Walking Dead as a franchise, and certainly not Rick Grimes as a character. Following the bridge's destruction, we're treated to a scene in which literal garbage person Jadis flags down a helicopter belonging to a top-secret community boards the thing with Rick and Toe, and flies off to who knows where and who knows what. Something about A's and B's, and honestly, the whole thing is very confusing. But it's going to be the basis of a series of Rick Grimes movies made for AMC and written by franchise chief creative officer Scott M. Gimple. We've heard very little about what's going on in the Walking Dead movie side of things since Lincoln's exit last November. But now we have some movement on that front, however minimal in the form of the three linked circles that Al finds in the fear premiere, because it's the very same symbol emblazoned on the helicopter that saved Rick's life while that nifty space junk song was blaring in the background. You're gonna be okay. I'm gonna save you. The fear premiere ends with someone coming along and knocking Al unconscious, someone who's clearly affiliated with the A and B brigade. Are we going to see Al showing up in the Rick Grimes movies? Are we going to see Rick Grimes showing up in fear? If not a direct appearance, will the next few episodes of fear at the very least give us a clearer sense of what the Rick Grimes movies are going to be like? Stay tuned, series regulars. And in that same spirit, stay tuned through another quick replay of the Fear of the Walking Dead theme song in order to hear the final part of this week's podcast, which deals with a seriously massive, spoilerific story turn in the latest issue of The Walking Dead comic books. Tune out now if you don't want to hear more. Still here? Okay, then you're in the market for some Walking Dead comic book spoilers, and one big bombshell in particular. Entering Season 9 of The Walking Dead, the audience was primed and ready to lose Rick Grimes forever. The comics reading crowd at the very least had the consolation of knowing Rick would still be hanging around in the books from Robert Kirkman and Charlie Adler, on which the TV series is based. Well... Surprise! On both ends. Andrew Lincoln's Rick Grimes is still alive, albeit alive under mysterious circumstances. And the comic book version of Rick Grimes is very much not alive, killed off in the most recent issue of the series. Rick's death comes at the end of Rest in Peace, the 32nd volume of The Walking Dead, which first began in comic book form all the way back in 2003. The arc centers on Rick and his fellow Alexandrians coming into contact with the Commonwealth, the biggest community featured to date in the world of the zombie apocalypse. The place has huge potential, but it's somewhat corrupt, thanks to a misguided governor named Pamela Milton. No relation to that other governor. Civil war nearly breaks out among the civilians of the Commonwealth, 
But Rick manages to calm everyone down, giving a big speech about the potential of life and civilization rising back up from the ashes and how they're not the walking dead and other such uplifting notions. But hours after the speech, while he's alone in his apartment, the governor's son, Sebastian Milton, breaks into Rick's room, chastises the leader of Alexandria, and proceeds to shoot him in the chest. That was last month, the cliffhanger ending of The Walking Dead number 191. In the month that followed, readers were left to wonder how Rick could possibly escape such grim circumstances. And as the final issue of the storyline reveals, there was no such escape in sight. The Walking Dead number 192 begins with Sebastian firing an additional four bullets into Rick Grimes, killing the man and leaving him to die and zombify alone in his apartment. The next morning, his final walker form is put to rest, thanks to Carl, long since dead on the show, but still incredibly alive in the comic book series, and now primed to take on new importance following the death of his father, the series' decisive main character. As for the main character's creator, Robert Kirkman, he addressed the big Rick twist in the letters column at the end of issue 191. Here's some of what he wrote in his Veritable in Memoriam segment. So, Rick Grimes is dead. Feels weird even typing that. This is Kirkman talking, of course. It feels even weirder to be at this point in the story. Rick's death was planned longer than any death in this series. I've been working towards this since I started writing issue number one. It doesn't make it any easier, but it's been something I've been getting more and more used to as the years got down to months and then weeks. I knew it was coming. Even before we introduced Sebastian Milton in issue 177, I knew he was the one who would kill Rick Grimes. For almost a decade now, I knew Rick would choose to preserve the Commonwealth no matter the cost, and it would cost him his life. I've said in interviews for many, many years that everyone dies in this story, and that even Rick Grimes won't survive until the end. While this was always Rick's story thus far, as written about in the first issue, that doesn't mean he needs to be alive to be a presence in the series. This is the story of a world, not a man. It's the story of a world proudly affected by that man, as we'll start seeing next issue, but it isn't exclusively Rick's story. Despite the fact that we don't have Rick Grimes anymore, I promise you, next issue and beyond will very much continue to be like The Walking Dead. After 192 issues, I hope I've earned a little trust. Again, those are Kirkman's words, not mine. Elsewhere in his letters column, Kirkman strongly hints at a new main character taking on the story weight left behind by Rick. Little pig, little pig, let me in. Negan, who's played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan in the television adaptation. Both versions of Negan are very much still alive, and Kirkman himself has long stated that even if we in the audience can't find redemption in the man, perhaps we would be looking at Negan very differently if we were following his story from the very beginning. Sounds like the comics are going to try to make good on that theory. For the show's part, Negan Rehab has been well and fully underway for a whole season now. Nearly a decade of time has passed over the course of season 9, with Negan in prison that entire time. Or most of the entire time, anyway. He's still very much Negan, taking pot shots at just about everybody around him. But he's a Negan who's also rolled over and shown the soft parts in his underbelly. Here's the last scene we have of him in season 9 talking with Michonne while he sits in a hospital bed, recovering from injuries he sustained saving Judith Grimes, Rick's daughter. 
You know, last time we were here together, Rick had just slit my throat open. Hmm. So this, hell, this ain't nothing. She's a special girl. A damn spitfire. And you, you've been through enough. Get better. You know, Dr. Baby Daddy said that you got caught in the storm with the Royalty Brigade. Is everyone okay? Do you care? Like, I don't know any of those people from Adam, but I do know what it's like to lose a kingdom, see things fall apart. It sucks ass. The sanctuary's a shithole now. Hell, I could have told you that. All you had to do was ask. So you cut through their territory. We don't even know if they were there. The point is, we came together, and we made it. Common enemy, common goal. Or facing evil brings good people together. Same thing. It's just that no one ever thinks that they're the evil one. Everyone's the hero of their own story. And in comic book form, at least, it looks like Negan will become the new face of The Walking Dead, if not quite the hero, and if only for a little while. Could such a transition be on the way in the TV series? Probably not quite. Norman Reedus as Daryl Dixon, not going anywhere, not anytime soon. And Melissa McBride as Carol, she's very likely sticking around as well. But Andrew Lincoln's off in his own corner of the universe now. Denai Guerrero's Michonne is on her way out as well. And who knows if we'll ever see Lauren Cohen as Maggie again. There's a lot of room for Negan to spread his wings. Or swing his bat, as it were. And the future direction of the comic books may provide some juicy material for Jeffrey Dean Morgan to sink his teeth into. As for Lincoln, should we expect his Rick Grimes to eventually meet the same end as his comic book counterpart? Again, I'd say probably not. The Commonwealth is such a huge story in the Walking Dead comics that it has to happen on the flagship show. And if it happens there, then it probably won't include Rick at all. As Lincoln has said, he's not planning on returning to the ongoing television series. Someone else may suffer Rick's assassination then, though it's hard to see whose death would have nearly the same level of impact. Besides, the likely impact of Rick's death in the comics, how his legacy will fuel those he leaves behind, is already well underway on the Walking Dead TV series. The legacy of Rick Grimes is all over the Alexandria safe zone as it currently stands in Season 9 and will surely endure as we move into Season 10. Season 10 of The Walking Dead is a ways away, of course. While brain-hungry zombie enthusiasts can get their fix right now via Fear of the Walking Dead Season 5, and even more impressively, in my estimation, The Walking Dead comic books. There's the Rick Grimes movie series off in the distance as well as well as a third brand new TV show set in the world of The Walking Dead in development. It's currently untitled, it hails from showrunner Matt Negrete, and is said to feature two young female protagonists and focus on the first generation to come of age in the apocalypse as we know it. Some will become heroes. Some will become villains. In the end, all of them will be changed forever, grown up and cemented in their identities, both good and bad. That very dramatic description comes straight from AMC. I'm sure it'll be a lot like the rest of the Walking Dead franchise. Some good, some bad. We don't have to think about that stuff just yet. Production on the third series is getting underway this summer with an eye on a 2020 debut. So 
plenty of time to prepare the plate for that Walking Dead feast. For now, that's all the corpse consumption one podcaster can handle. So time to call it on this week's series regular. Thank you, as always, for listening. Subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a rating and a review if you're so inclined. And if you've got a show you want to dive into in the weeks ahead, let us know. Seriesregular at THR.com. That's our email address. Or you can fire away at me on Twitter. I am at Round Howard. We'll be back next week with another round of Series Regular. Until then, take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.